From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. Today we kick off a special In Her Boots podcast series with marketing entrepreneur Diane Lohr, an inspiring example of a woman not farming, but using her skill set to help support female growers in organic agriculture. In this episode, Diane shares her own story and connection to the land and food, and some marketing 101 for us as she talks about the importance of strategic communication and how that can really be an advantage for us running small farms today. Diane is a marketing professional with a love for healthy food and owns and operates Adunate Word and Design, which specializes in helping food and agricultural organizations grow their business. She grew up eating homemade granola and carob in the 1960s and 70s, was involved in the dairy industry in the 1980s, and today lives on a small farm with her husband where they raise a majority of their own food. We are here today with Dai Lor of Adunate, and this is going to be a very special, very unique series for our In Her Boots podcast in that we are talking to an amazing woman who has all kinds of talents and all the skills that we need as women farmers, is not farming herself uh, in the sense of full-time or farming or selling, right? But lives on a farm, Mm -hmm. has definitely a passion for sustainable ag, has been to the Moses Conference and all kinds of other things related to farming and field days and things. So she is a, a, a kindred spirit for sure, but importantly has amazing skills and talents and advice that uh, we all need in making our farms successful from a business, marketing, and financial perspective. So thank you very much. So appreciated, Di. And tell us a little, though, about your story in that uh, you obviously have a passion for food, sustainability, women, all of that. How did that come about? Yep, um, I do. And I, as I look back, I think it goes all the way back to my childhood. Um, I was the kid that wanted my dad to be a farmer, and I brought home sheep and ponies and Where'd chickens. Where'd you grow up? In Owasso, Michigan. Hi. It's very similar to the area I live here in Wisconsin, in Watertown. My siblings and I pretty much forced our parents into a menagerie of hobby farming. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the, a person who really influenced me the m- most would be my mother. She was a homemade granola woman before her time, and she had us out there gardening. Did she have carob, too? That All of that, that. yes, yes. <laughs> People probably don't know what carob was. Don't worry. It's if you grow up in the 70s. Chocolate, yeah. They thought it was chocolate. Right. No, there is no healthy chocolate. This was the 60s and <laughs> 70s, yes. And most families were giving up all of those traditional homemaking skills that their mothers and grandmothers did. But my mom held on to them, and we gardened, and she preserved the food, and 
did all of that, like you said, the carob scene. You had a real role model. Then yes, girl, that's awesome. been in me for a long time. And then I married my husband, Glenn. At the time, he was a dairy farmer, and we milked cows with his parents for about five years. And probably for the last 30 years, we've lived just up the road from where he grew up. And we're not dairy farming anymore. Like you mentioned, we don't make our living from it. But as you say, we have to leave. You really have food. I didn't realize that you were even dairying for a while there. Right. Yes. Um, Now we're gardening a lot. We have orchard and a vineyard, and I'm still bringing things home like beef steers or sheep, or now I'm into poultry and bees and that type of thing. All of that enables us to raise a majority of our food for ourselves and give some to our adult kids, and that's where my my passions are. Yep. That's great. Mm -hmm. And then your other hat, your professional entrepreneurial life, is you run your own graphics, advertising, yep. marketing firm. So please pronounce it correctly for me again, because it's a beautiful word. And tell us where yes. that came from. The, uh, my business name is Adunate, A-D-U-N-A-T-E. And I like to say that often. Um, it's unique, yes, but it promotes conversation. And that's what we need. That's what marketing is. And Adunate is Latin for unite. Ah. And because I do both writing and design, Words and design are the foundation of visual communication. And because I do them both, that's why I chose that name. That's yeah. great. And so when did you start your firm or what, what's sort of the, the story the between dairy into that? and yeah. graphics? Yeah. Um, o- over the years, um, for many years, I worked in communications for, you know, an outside job. But I was doing a lot of freelance work and writing stories for magazines or designing for uh, small businesses or nonprofits, that type of thing. And my husband encouraged me, oh, why don't you just come home? And I liked that idea. And he topped it off with building me an awesome office. He's so nice. talented with woodworking oh, and things like that. You are lucky. So a desk and built-in bookcases, you name it. I have this supreme office and I can look out and see the farm fields and we have historic barns on our property. We have a a brick Fockwork barn, which is a German style of architecture and just neat things like that. Inspiring, Right. It um, inspires the artistry and creativity in me. Great. So how long have you been running I've been doing that now. since 2005. Oh, wow, okay. And I've had a variety of clients, um, but my main direction is always towards what I call caring organizations, caring for the earth we've been given or the people living on the earth, the animals. Um, and that's where the women farmers come in for me. Um, I, I have agriculture in my bre- blood. That's what I know the most in terms of subject matter, but I like the women farmers because they're they're coming out as very unique. They have that nurturing, caring aspect that is, they're caring for the earth. They're caring for the people who are eating their food. They're taking their product directly to to the, the to the people eating it, and I'm really impressed by that. Oh, I want stories behind that, yes, too. That's definitely. I love just hearing about and sharing Mm -hmm. and but but what what you're saying too is 
there's a way to do it strategically as far as right. how to do it so mm-hmm. that we're both all educating, but we're also having financially viable businesses, right? We can, yes. we can talk about sustainability all we want, but if yep. we're not sustainable financially, this isn't going to change the world, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so, but speaking of, of the world, I know this is a broader question, but how would you describe marketing today and how it has changed or, mm. or how it particularly affects farmers or Definitely. female farmers? That's really important, and it's a fascinating topic, actually. Um, there's the old way and the new way, very definitely a, a dividing aspect there. I like to think of, did you ever watch the drama series Mad Men? Yeah. Um, Actually, I didn't. Not yet, because I worked in advertising for a while. And I okay. Probably pres- no, no, I'm sorry. So you know that whole concept, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, 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 that concept I know yeah, well. I, I liked that. And because I'm in marketing, I was fascinated by not only the culture of the 1960s and, and the advertising it portrayed, but how far we've come with that. And back then, and probably until the internet era, advertising was a very direct, um, in-your-face kind of marketing. If you want to be this, then you have to buy this over here. And you have to buy it today. Um, telling us what to do, when we had to do it, and we submissively went along with it. Um, nowadays, it's very different, and the internet is responsible for that and a change of de- generation. Um, I read a Forbes article that 84% of the millennial generation does not trust advertising. That's huge. Yes, that is huge. <laughs> but I mean, it, um, it might be healthy. It actually right. probably is healthy. Yes. And we, we don't want to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And we want to go out and research the product ourselves. We want to know the story behind the person selling the product. And most importantly, we want to have a relationship with the person selling the product. And that's where it comes in as a huge benefit to our small businesses, our small business farms, and anything related to that. Um, In the world of advertising, often a farmer, a a food value-added product would have been out of the game because they couldn't have afforded the advertising. But with this means... Comparatively speaking, it's very low cost, and they can take it on themselves. Totally. But that's really great to hear, because from what you're saying, the way things are working today, it's perfect for Mm -hmm. farmers, for women to share their stories and connect those authenticity Mm -hmm. dots. Yep. Um, And it just fits in who farmers are. You think of a more nurturing, caring means of advertising. That's what our small farmers are as well. They're a more nurturing to their whole product, to the land, to the people that they're getting to know and dealing directly with. And getting that story and message out there faster, I would think, Correct. too, and more cost-effective. I yeah. mean, even look at us. When we started the B&B at our farm now 20 years ago, we had it was right when the Internet started. I mean, and we had to write our own little HTML. We, it, mm-hmm. it was very primitive, and we had brochures. You had to. And yeah. more importantly... We were right when things started to change, but if it was five years prior, it was that era where if you weren't like in a directory or something printed, you didn't exist. Exactly. And what I find so awesome today is even in my county, Green County alone, we now have five 
women farmer run farm stays and they can get up and running overnight Mm -hmm. between some nice photos and some airbnb help or whatever you may choose to market right uh that's huge that's money (laughs) that's that's uh, a lot of things that we couldn't do before and by being on the internet it allows us um when i say us i'm including myself with you the woman farmer because i'm out in the country you are, as well. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> most definitely. Um, in fact, that's a whole topic in itself. How I think of farming as a different thing than I did years ago. You know, I used to think of a successful farmer as being one who ran a hun- hundreds of acres and with huge million-dollar machinery. That's not so, and that's where this change of marketing plays in too. Um, we can bring the farm to our customers, even if they are not stepping foot on our farm. And small as our farm may be, or large, we can still make this presence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this farming presence. And yeah, yeah. Well, that, that again, the time we're at, and we'll talk more about it in the other episodes too, of some of the, the how, because it all boils down to time, right? Mm-hmm. And how we use our time strategically in ways that we can tell our story, share these things, but still mm-hmm. get things planted or harvested or whatever right. else it might be, right? That's yeah. always the crazy factor and that's to it the, all. is a crazy factor because even though we say the internet is free advertising, it mm, does take time. It's not time. free, is it? Right. I mean, in that sense. Yeah, no, I our time you. is money and it does take a lot of time even before you get to that point of putting yourself out there. Well, especially, like you're saying, to be strategic about it and mm-hmm. think what it is you want to portray and what it is you want as your end result. Correct. And being, exactly. again, authentic. Yeah. Terrific. All right. Well, we'll carry on the story. Thanks, Di. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.